has an answer it is putin's fault yes Ru- it is russia's fault <laughs> boy that is a well at some point will it ever go dry is there anything that isn't the fault of either putin or republicans putin or republicans i, I these people who are seemingly and contrived they wanted this job yet there's absolutely nothing apparently they can do to make things better as long as russia exists there's nothing that can be done. You know, at some point, with all the excuse-making, the finger-pointing, you just wish someone would raise their hand and say, well, what are you going to do about it? Isn't this sort of why you wanted this job? You said that things were going to be better, yet when they're worse, you're like, there's nothing we can do about it. Is that is that how you applied for the job? Just so you know, things may get worse if things beyond my... Control occur if outside influences. I, I mean, you can't expect me to navigate through these things. I'm only one man. I mean, there's going to be world events. There's going to be other things that happen that are going to have an effect. I can't do anything about that. If he runs again. Perhaps that could integrate into a campaign slogan of some sort. Uh, it wasn't my fault, and there ain't nothing I can do about it for another four years. Vote for me. Lord knows there would be people that would. Also, he he made a really weird claim. He pardoned some chickens. What were they called? Doctor and Pepper or something? Or these two? Did you see the chickens that he pardoned? Turkeys, rather. Or, you know, the president always pardons turkeys. No, I didn't watch it this year. Uh, I didn't. Oh, chocolate and chip. Oh. I don't know why I thought it was Dr. and Pepper. <laughs> uh, chocolate and Chip were the name of the turkeys. And he, he's, he, it's just so weird. He claimed, quote, during the event, we have more chickens than anybody in the nation in Delaware, but we don't have turkeys. Number one, they do have turkeys. In fact, there are very successful turkey farms in Delaware. Why he would claim Delaware doesn't have turkeys, I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing to make up. I'm surprised that he didn't claim that he worked on a turkey farm right. at one point. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually is a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> he or invented the turkey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or maybe whenever he was a truck driver, maybe he mm. drove semis. He hauled yes. turkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there it is. That could have been it. Or turkey was his favorite uh, a meal on campus when he was attending the historically black university that he attended, but didn't, according to the university itself. 
But he, but the other thing is, he claimed we have more chickens than anybody in the nation in Delaware, and that's not even close to true. Evidently, they don't even break into the top ten. Why would you make something like that up? What a weird thing to make up, especially given that you're talking about turkeys in the first place. You just pick some other random bird, and you're like, just so you know, Delaware, we got more than anyone in the whole country. And I'm like, oh. No, that's not true. Why would he say these things? What is what goes on in his head? And, he decide, and then he's like, but turkeys, we don't have those. It's the weirdest thing. You're driving through Delaware, and you want a turkey sandwich, and they're like, we don't have those. We just turkeys are not something that we have in Delaware. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's probably Putin's fault. I imagine that it must be Putin's fault. <laughs> Oh boy, you do sometimes. You just, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh because this is the president of the United States. You know what he is? He, when I grew up, I did not really follow politics as a young child. But I remember there was a television show on. It was in the evenings, and I think it was called Spittin' Image. And they were these um, sort of puppet characters. And they, they were, at the time, supposed to look somewhat realistic as uh, famous figures. And I remember there was a Ronald Reagan one, and they would always portray him as being some sort of idiot. But you think about it, even Bush was, he was uh, uh, portrayed as some sort of idiotic, dumb moron. They treated Reagan that way. And the parodies, that's Joe Biden in real life. If you were to write, as as the left would oftentimes do, uh, whether it was SNL, you know, I think uh, Randy Quaid actually played Reagan on SNL. I'm not sure if he was a reoccurring character, but I, 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 in my mind, he played that once. Now, I could be wrong. Dennis Quaid actually played him, I, I think, as, as a serious role in him, or he's, he's planning on it, but not to get too off the beaten track here the the, the the parodies they would write in order well will pharaoh is george bush trying to portray bush as some sort of complete idiot just an idiot a dummy an imbecile a moron and the things that they would write for will pharaoh uh, to play you know to to uh to say in order to portray what an imbecile george bush was in their minds are the things that actually come out of the mouth of Joe Biden. If you were writing, you're trying to write a portrayal of Bush being an idiot and he's pardoning a turkey and it's an SNL opening scene and he would be talking about how we don't have any turkeys in Texas, but we got more chickens than anyone. And they'd be like, uh, actually, Mr. President, that's not true on either account. And that's a weird thing to make up. But that's what Biden actually he says these things. And right now there are people in motorized vehicles driving to work that have res like actual responsibilities who are perfectly fine with this guy being president. Jason Ryman with the latest news update. Local health officials are urging the public to take steps to prevent the spread of respiratory illnesses, flu, and COVID-19. With Thanksgiving this week, Cox Health Hospitals continues to see unusually high rates of children admitted due to respiratory illnesses, especially RSV. At Mercy, the pediatric floor and pediatric intensive care unit have been at or near capacity for the past month. 
Railroad engineers accepted their deal with the railroads that will deliver 24% raises, but conductors rejected that contract. The vote threatens the health of the economy just before the holidays and casts more doubt on whether or not the industry will be able to resolve the labor dispute before next month's deadline without Congress's help. Monday's votes by the two biggest railroad unions follows the decision by three other unions to reject their deals with the railroads that the Biden administration helped broker before the original strike line in September. Also today, Marching Mizzou will be one of 12 marching bands in this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The 350-member ensemble will lead the parade after stepping off from the traditional starting point. Marching Mizzou will also make an appearance on the Today Show Wednesday morning. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast, it is going to be a sunny day, high of 59, though wind chill make it feel uh, like it's in the 20s. Tonight, clear 34, mostly sunny, high of 58, tomorrow wind chill 29, Thanksgiving, mostly rain and a high of 51, partly sunny, 50% chance of rain on Friday with a high of 50. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Some texts from all y'alls regarding Joe Biden and his false claim that one, Delaware doesn't have any turkeys. Uh, these were claims made yesterday during the, uh, the pardoning of um, turkey chip and... Uh, turkey chocolate. I guess you're supposed to say it the other way around, chocolate and chip. So at one, he claimed that Delaware doesn't have any turkeys, but they have more chickens than any other state in the country. Neither of those things are true. Delaware is not even in the top 10. Uh, so some of your text messages, Delaware has more vultures than poultry. I think that's when Joe Biden visits Delaware. They're circling above. They know. Nature knows. Uh, a lot of corn pop references in these text messages. Uh, one text saying corn pop threatened the turkeys and he saved them. Another saying I heard Biden and corn pop got into another gang brawl over the last turkey, uh, over the last turkey last one year. And another noted that he hauled the turkeys with corn pop, driving them to his Puerto Rican Thanksgiving dinner mm. at the pool where he was a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah they got a lot in there. They really they did. They really I did like get a lot one. in there. <laughs> Somebody, you, I wonder wonder if he has made enough absurd claims to do a daily calendar. Oh, for sure. I mean, daily, 365. I bet if you looked hard, some of them might be a little weak. I think you could do it. I think we could. We should uh, make this happen. I mean, the thing is, a monthly, it, that would just be, you'd have to leave too much out mm-hmm. if it was monthly. Uh, well, some of his quotes, though, would be worthy of printing just because they're uh well they don't make sense it's it's nonsense it's rambling um and so you could have that maybe throw in some kamala as well uh so the usda is blaming russia for the rising price of thanksgiving dinner we've got them to thank for that oh well this is an amazing story cbs has authenticated that the hunter biden laptop is authentic oh Two years later, <laughs> it is almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Here's what is happening, I, in, in my assessment. Because you're like, are you serious? Two years later, two years after. Because you realize it's been two years, over two years now. 
that the New York Post had this story and all the other media outlets censored it, said it wasn't true, got 51 CIA agents or former CIA agents to all come together and, well, in our expert opinion, this looks like Russian disinformation. Which, by the way, boy, doesn't that make you feel secure, uh, the hands that our intelligence are in, given that you had 51 collectively that missed the mark on that? I mean, let's just say for a moment that they weren't trying to uh, alter the outcome of the election and interfere in it by conspiring to lie so that the media could go out and accuse Trump of spreading Russian misinformation. Let's just assume collectively all 51 of those individuals were all just wrong, could not even identify. We're going to listen to these people still to this day. Some of these people are still regular guests on networks like CNN and MSNBC. And then, of course, you had outfits like Twitter just telling the New York Post, as long as that story existed, they wouldn't let him back on Twitter. So CBS, they've authenticated. Oh, well, it turns out it's true. Welcome to the party. So here's what's happening. And you can pretty much hear it. In fact, I'll play the intro. Now, I tell you actually the sad thing about this. Catherine Herridge is the one who did this story. And Catherine Herridge years ago was with Fox News. And she has always been one that I have said, If and she's with CBS now. She went there several years ago. That if Catherine Herridge has a story, stop and listen, because she is a, a true journalist in the sense that she has sources. She brings information. It's not a regurgitation of other news outfits. And, well, the New York Times reporting this or that, though that oftentimes may make its way into her reporting. But but she always had really great new information. And it, it was just anytime she came on, you knew it was worthy to listen. And now. She's over at CBS reporting on a story that we've, you and I have known was true for two years. And they're like, oh, by the way, we authenticated this. And, and uh, the Hunter Biden story was actually true. Just the, the intro of it gives you a sense of what's going on. And as Republicans take control of the House, Hunter Biden, the president's son, will be a target for investigations. And that means data from a laptop reported to belong to Biden could be crucial to the investigatory process. CBS News has obtained its data not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we found. Catherine, I'm very interested. Good morning. Oh, it's very interesting. She goes on to story, and it's everything that we already know. Now, the, the decision clearly has been made to cover this, at least at CBS, okay? We could speculate as to what has motivated this. Uh, I, I suspect... It is because now that Republicans are going to have some investigatory authority controlling Congress, I believe these these media outlets are recognizing that it is inevitable that this information is going to get out and they can't ignore it. They can no longer pretend as if it is Russian disinformation. They no longer can pretend as if there's no meat on the bone because they know what's there. They've just been able to ignore it because Republicans have been in the minority and they haven't had certain powers that are going to allow them to expose much of this to the general public. So they, they're trying to get ahead of the ball here. Uh, that way, 
they, they can try and, in their minds anyhow, save to some degree their reputation. But if you listen to the setup, and this is the way that the media is going to report it. See, they're like, ah, well, yes, we have obtained, not from some political operative or third party. No, 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 no. We went directly to the source. So see, this is, the, this is their setup for why it was that they ignored it for two years. That They are not going to apologize. They are not going to say, you know what, we screwed up. We let politics get in the way. Human error. Uh, we got caught up, and uh, we, we're going to uh, really try and improve our product and do a better job for the American people and and not be so beholden to one political party over the other. None of that. They are not going to admit any wrongdoing, any negligence. You see, the reason that that was not worthy of reporting for the past two years, the reason that it was worthy of ignoring, dismissing, was because it just couldn't be verified. But now, CBS, now it's okay to talk about. Now it's all right. It's legitimate now, see? Totally legitimate because CBS went right to the source, not to some political operative, not to some third party. So now CBS, through their demonstration of of ethical journalism <laughs> is able to honestly, after fact-checking, report this information to you in a responsible manner. Now, of course, these are standards that don't apply to any story regarding Trump or Republicans. I mean, there's no need to verify whether something is true. There's no need to go directly to the source. I mean, you know, Three people removed from somebody's cousin who once upon a time had the same last name as someone who worked uh, as an anonymous source. As long as they they gave information that made Trump look bad, run with it as a story. Because the fact that it's being said makes it a story. I suspect that what we will begin to see is more acknowledgement that there is truth to this. They will try to make it about, oh, it's just Hunter Biden and this guy was a poor train wreck and, and you know, it really didn't have anything to do with Joe. In fact, one part of the story, the, the, the story Catherine Herridge did here was like seven minutes long, so I'm not going to play it in its entirety. But there were two things that uh, that uh, they aired that I thought was somewhat humorous. One, their analyst that they tapped in order to authenticate his computer as being, you know, a real computer that exists was a voicemail they played. And he, and he said, this really stood out to me, and it was a voicemail from Joe Biden saying, you know, telling him how much he loved him, and he was really worried about, oh, oh, the, the, the human angst there. Clearly trying to frame Hunter as this sympathetic figure, as this individual that we should feel sorry for, not be persecuting, then they also mention in, in uh, this story what it is that the Hunter Biden defense is, and that is, 
Well, the laptop may be real, but there were things added to it after the fact, and uh, there is no evidence of that. But that, that's because they, they got to the point where they could no longer deny its existence, deny that it was authentic. And so now they claim, well, they, they somebody must have gotten a hold of it and downloaded things on it that 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 set Hunter up uh, the poor, poor guy just trying to get his life back together. Uh, the media's approach on this will be to make it appear as if the poor little boy Hunter is being attacked. It doesn't have anything what we'll hear over and over and over and over and over again. No proof that, that Joe knew about it. No proof that Joe knew about it. And they will dismiss the fact that this has been a story they have covered up for two years by saying that, well, it just wasn't authenticated. And so we couldn't report on something that we didn't know was true. That would be reckless. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Our building company, O-L-L-E-R, the the new Woodcrest Development in Ozark, and they are underway with the new subdivision, Woodvale Subdivision, Golden and Weaver in Springfield. And their brand new location, showroom floor, that's where you go and make the house your home for those people who don't want to do any sort of remodeling. You want that home brand new. As soon as you walk in, it's exactly the way you want it. That's Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. One of the more overlooked aspects of what Elon, uh, Elon Musk is doing is in regards to child sex abuse. And, and while the left, and this is just so shameful to me, they are pitching a fit over the fact that Donald Trump, a former president of the United States, has been welcome to utilize Twitter again, though he appears as if he has no interest in doing so. Yet while there has been clear, obvious sexual, child sexual exploitation on Twitter, and these people on the left had no problem with that. Oh, sure, we'll use the service. Child pornography, child sex trafficking. And Twitter so, and I didn't realize the extent of some of this. The, the, the decision makers at Twitter, faced with instances of minors begging them to remove sexually exploitive uh, information about them as minors, sometimes as, as young as, as 13 years old, and they just refused to do it, left it up there. So you had people that were on Twitter perfectly fine with that, the sexual exploitation of children, but you're going to let a former politician on that I disagree with. That is beyond the pale. The barometer for their outrage is pretty disturbing. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Traffic update now. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sunny high of 59 for the day, clear 34 tonight, mostly sunny 58 tomorrow, and Thanksgiving rain with a high of 51. American Transmissions talking text line 447 KSGF. Elon Musk cracking down on child sexual abuse material on Twitter, saying he's making it priority number one. Now, as I read this piece to you from Avita Duffy, I want you to think about how so many people, politically speaking, that have uh, you know, making this great moral virtuous stance of leaving the platform because Donald Trump was invited, but he's not even there. He's like, nah, I don't see a reason to go back there. 
while a lot of people differ with him in that assessment, nonetheless, that's what he says at this given time. So not even there, but the fact that he is allowed to be there in a free society and express his thoughts and ideas so morally outrageous to some people that they've left. As I read this story, I want you to think about the fact that they sat silent when it came to child sex exploitation on Twitter. No problem with that at all. Before Musk bought the tech company in October, the censorship police at Twitter permitted child porn to exist on the app for years. Instead of combating the exploitation of children, Twitter employees focused their energy on silencing people with whom they disagreed, such as deleting doctors who deviated from the government and Big Pharma narrative on COVID, removing the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, and suppressing suppressing the explosive Hunter Biden laptop story, which boosted then-candidate Joe Biden in the 2020 election. In an interview with Tasmanian... Eliza Blue, an advocate for human trafficking victims and a survivor of it herself, said she tried to get Twitter to address the child porn on the app for two years, but executives refused to take any meaningful steps. In February of 2022, Twitter implemented a reporting feature for child sexual abuse, but a few months later removed it. It is unclear why the tech giant removed that feature. Now Musk is shaking things up at Twitter. Within three weeks of acquiring the company, he fired useless Twitter employees such as Censor Chief Vijaya Gade and implemented real measures to counter the child sexual exploitation problem on the app. According to Blue, Twitter has now removed several popular child porn hashtags and allowed users to directly repost or report rather posts of sexual abuse. What an awful guy Musk is. What a danger to our country. What a horrible thing for a billionaire to come in and buy this platform up to do. In a pre-Musk September Twitter thread, Blue shared the heart-wrenching story of a 13-year-old minor who, quote, begged Twitter to remove a video sexually exploiting him. According to his family, Twitter execs refused despite the victim providing Twitter with his government ID, proving that he was a minor at the time. The abusive video had more than 160,000 views and more than 2,000 retweets, according to Blue. The victim's lawsuit alleges that Twitter only deleted the video after the Department of Homeland Security demanded it be removed. Another child-abusing Twitter account the company reportedly refused to remove for four years had accumulated 290,000 followers by the time it was finally taken down. Another abuser reportedly made $8,000 selling child porn on Twitter by blackmailing minors. Communications between the abusive Twitter user and his victims depict children, quote, crying and begging not to be exploited. This is what Twitter was doing. All of these people that were hired to be on these boards to make sure that the disinformation was on there, to make sure that things stayed on the straight and narrow, were allowing this sort of horrific thing to go on and protecting these people. 
Today, many of Twitter's speech police have either been fired or quit, and Musk has reinstated the accounts of formerly banned thought criminals such as Trump, Jordan Peterson, Project Veritas, and the Babylon Bee. Instead of silencing users whose politics don't align with Twitter employees, Musk appears to be focusing on moderating content that's actually illegal and harmful. Quote, after years of advocating for the minor survivors of Twitter, I've never been as hopeful as I am right now, Blue said. I don't expect perfection from a platform. All I've ever wanted was to see a sense of urgency around such a serious matter. In many of these cases, this is a matter of life or death for each victim, so every second matters. Now, it's an interesting notation here. That while Musk is reinstating accounts of formerly banned thought criminals... He is now focusing on moderating content that's actually illegal. This is the upside-down world the left created on Twitter. They created a world in which it was illegal to give political speech that they disagreed with, but perfectly okay to blackmail young children. Perfectly okay to post and sell child pornography and it's not as if they didn't know about this this is what eliza blue the advocate for human trafficking victims was so frustrated with and so many families parents of these these victims is that they would constantly be in contact with twitter getting a hold of executives and they just would dismiss them dismiss their concerns and instead allow the trafficking and child pornography to continue on twitter The, the, the darkness, the soullessness of these virtue signalers in our society today. You know, the, the people who signal their virtue, their professed virtue uh, with, with the, the most vigor, really seem to lack it to the greatest degree. portray themselves as great warriors and champions in the Me Too movement. Well, unless it's a 13-year-old girl who's being sexually exploited on Twitter. Uh, you know, I've got too many followers to abandon that platform. My agent tells me that I have to make so many tweets in a day, so I can't just because kids are being sold into sex slavery and, and videos of sexual exploitation is being utilized on Twitter and money's being made and, and you have children begging desperately uh, to, to not be exploited in this manner. And you know, my agent, he's got a quota for me. My publicist telling me I've got to stay on Twitter. to sit silent, to use that platform. But boy, the moment somebody who has a different political point of view, now that is beyond the pale. That they will take a stand on. There's something deeply, deeply wrong with these people. And I'm telling you, it is becoming more clear every day that the warnings that so many people have been giving over the years that the left is trying to normalize sexual exploitation is becoming clear and clear that that is true. It sounded so outrageous in the beginning, whether it is taking, you know, five-year-olds to strip shows, 
having pornography, demanding that it be in libraries. This is stuff that parents, in order to highlight the severity of it, will go to school boards and just read the very materials that their children are being offered up in schools, and they're shut down because it's so obscene, so pornographic, they're not allowed to read it as adults in an adult setting. And Twitter protecting sexual predators of children. Uh, you look back and you know, the whole Epstein situation seemed like this sort of a, a secret society and an anomaly. But amongst this culture of, of people, and, and it is those that are on the left, at least socially, uh, you know, and I'm not saying everyone on the left socially believes in this sort of thing, but this is where these people are politically. Uh, it, it's almost like it's an open secret. And when you start looking and finding how prevalent it is, it's on Twitter, it's on Epstein's Island, it's amongst these political circles, it's in this school over here, that school over there. We can only hope that one day we'll look back on it and ask ourselves, how could we have allowed this to go on so out in the open for so long? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Because of the train wrecked economy that we have been forced to be victims of interest rates, we constantly hear about the getting higher and higher. But Floors Plus Nick's in Springfield, 12 months, 0% financing. How about them apples? They're very delicious. Whether it is hardwood floors or carpeting, luxury vinyl planking, tile, or plus, perhaps you're going to have beautiful, customized tile for your shower, your bathroom, 0% financing for 12 months. You can stop by, find out if uh, that is something that is of interest to you. And it's always a good idea if you own your own home to invest in it. As far as I'm concerned, it's something that I'm big into. Floors Plus Nixa, Floors Plus Springfield under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Oftentimes a story will begin circulating that, that that gives you a heads up that there's another story coming down the pike. There are allegations, according to a New York Times story, that Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito leaked information about the Burwell v. Hobby Lobby case back in 2014 that he was told ahead of time before before the, the, the public was to know about it that this then pro-life advocate who now I guess is a pro-abortion advocate coincidentally is blowing the whistle very interesting uh, let me tell you what this is telling us this is telling us that the media either heavily suspects or they have a heads up that the whole Roe v. Wade leaking thing is coming and it's not going to make Democrats look good. It might even directly implicate one of the uh, liberal judges. And so what are we going to do? We need to, here's a, look at this. Here's a story about a conservative Supreme Court justice doing the exact same thing. The, The timing of this is way, way too coincidental. 
This is the see they do it to defense. And I, I suspect and of course most predicted it would be after the election, particularly if it was going to make Democrats look bad before we learned anything about the leaking of that. But but this suggests it's going to be directly tied to me anyhow. Uh, to one of the Supreme Court justices, and if not the uh, justice, him or herself, but somebody very close, somebody that the justice would be responsible for. And it would make the, quote, office of that justice, if you will, look very badly. And so here we have an Alito story, one of the, the, the conservative judges. And look, he did it first, even. He did it back in, several years ago, this happened. And so you look, they did it, too. That's what this story tells us. Now, incidentally, the Politico tried to verify. There's a piece in the Washington Examiner, and as usual, in today's form of media, you have a story about a New York Times story and a Politico story. But what they do note is that Politico desperately tried for an extended period of time to find any information that backed this up. And they couldn't. Now, that didn't stop them from writing a story on it anyhow, of course, because this is an opportunity to set the stage that, look, a conservative judge did it, too. You can't punish these guys over here unless. And I mean, is it really that big of a deal? And it's, you, you, I mean, you, you see the diversion here. Politico spent months trying to substantiate the account and could not. The New York Times, nonetheless, ran with the baseless allegations to facilitate the hit piece against Alito. Every individual reported to be involved in the alleged 2014 leak has denied that it happened. So what you've got here, this is all based around some guy named Rob Schenk, who evidently used to be a very pro-life individual, and now he's not. I'm sure that has absolutely nothing to do with any of this. And he's claiming that there's this couple that is part of this sort of circle that follows the Supreme Court and they sort of hang out with them in social circles, this sort of reverence for the Supreme Court. And and one of them told him that Alito told them the, that this decision was forthcoming on that Hobby Lobby case. And everyone involved is saying this is absolutely not true. It's not true at all. But to me, the real story here is that we're probably going to learn before too long. The source of the Dobbs decision leak, and I suspect it's going to have a connection to a liberal judge. And I could be totally right. This could be complete coincidence. Somebody who's sympathetic to the abortion cause all of a sudden it, blowing the, the so-called whistle on this allegation. Uh, and I believe it was when he first made the claim, I want to say it was in just weeks after the, um, the leak came regarding the Dobbs decision. So, but these are the tea leaves that I see before me. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. 
Sarah Myers. Thank you. Hey, I want to share a really great review for Better my friend. Yeah, I don't want to be pretty disappointed. Good. Mm, it's five stars. So oh. what does that tell you? That's pretty dang good. <laughs> I think there should be a new rating system that's 100 stars. That way you can get a little more specific. Like, yeah. Mm, 87. Well, and we need like half stars too. Do they do half stars? I think so. Yeah. But see, if you have 100 stars and, you you know, halves. Well, that'd be real specific, like 87.25 stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I really thought this one through. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about the, the five-star mm. rating. Uh, anyway, so five-star rating for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Chris wrote, the Pyramid Roofing Company was out the day after I called and provided a comprehensive estimate. The construction crew had the old roof off and the new one on in one day. Cleanup was good, too. They made the process easy for me from the beginning, and the finished product looks great. So that is a five-star from Chris for my friends over at at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, if you find yourself in a boat where you find yourself needing maybe a roof repair or a whole new roof, highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. They can come out, give you a free estimate, uh, get you on their schedule, and get you that brand new roof, especially before the colder weather moves into the Ozarks. You can find all the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Hey, we've got our Santa Angel trees out. There's still one that will go out later today. That is uh, Anchor Tactical Supply. But our other locations, A1 Custom Car Care and West Sunset, that's the one down from Classic Rock Coffee, Crown Power and Equipment in Greene County Freight and Food Sales. We have those trees up. They're smaller this year. The little trees, the little smaller trees. We didn't know they were going to be smaller, did we? No. They're little trees. They're it's two okay. little trees. Yeah, they're nice. Look, they're nice. I really little... decorated them up so they you look did. really good. Really nice. This is our attempt to <laughs> uh, get all of these kids, and if if at all possible, these are kids that don't really have uh, families, uh, foster kids, um, in a in a system that is never a pleasant place to be. They make it as pleasant, of course, as possible, but the circumstances aren't pleasant that that land them there. And a lot of these kids have never in their entire lives had somebody say, what would you like for Christmas? And so that's what we work to do. Each of the trees at these locations have a child that was asked that, and they list their their wishes. So if you could stop by and uh, pick one or more of those up, uh, we've got all the details and those location uh, info, again, at ksgf.com with Santa's Angel.